Hey, hey, welcome to the Unchained Sex Cast. I'm Sierra Booker, sex and intimacy coach and sex enthusiast. I'm about to make your life a lot spicier. I help people find their truths and live their desires shame free. My goal is to break the generational and cultural shame around sexuality and sex, all while helping make your sexual experiences with yourself, partner, significant other in your life, everything that you desire. I am full of resources and I am extremely straight to the point. So if you are ready for the unsugarcoated talks, I'll be covering everything under the birds and the bees, aka sex. Welcome to the Unchained Sex Cast. Y'all, the dark side isn't looking so motherfucking dark anymore. Just saying. Consciously practicing kink. You guys have heard me drop episodes on BDSM, on dominance, on submissive, on masochism, on all the things. And I love talking more and more about it because we're here to crush the fucking stigma. This is the Unchained Sex Cast, y'all. Seriously, I'm here to fucking crush it all. And I want you to know that Riri had a few things right. But whips and chains being BDSM and kink was not actually 100% correct. So I'm here to give you the facts. Take what's yours. Leave the rest. Consciously practicing kink, sex parties, and all the other things going into this episode. It might be long enough I have to switch it into. I might have to split it into two episodes. So we'll see. But I want you guys to know, remember revisiting the word kink I know if this is your first time listening to this podcast, then you might not have heard me talk about this word. But whenever we talk about kink, we are talking about anything that you might find pleasurable that's not directly related to having a baby. So sometimes our kinks could be, you know, sometimes our kinks are we like oral sex or maybe you have a kink about doing certain positions like doggy or maybe you have a kink about having shower sex. Whatever that looks like, kink is just a word that we use to describe things that are pleasurable, things that people like that are not directly related to bringing humans earthside or procreating sex. Whenever I use the word kinky, people are like, ooh, and immediately are probably like whips and chains, re-re, because that's what all we've ever been shown. That's all we've ever been told. That's not the case. Kink is a word that we can use to describe a ton of different things. And anything from having, yeah, a flogging fetish to having, hey, I just kind of have like a doggy style kink, whatever that looks like. Consciously practicing kink though, and that is what I want to talk about more on this episode, and that is when we have consensually negotiated and premeditated encounters. And what that means is any encounter beforehand is going to be talked about, it's going to be consented to very fucking thoroughly, and it is going to be negotiated. So in a negotiation, you have one party who brings forth their ideas, the other party gives the negotiation back. And this is what we mean by pre-negotiated in sex and in BDSM and in the kink world is we're going to talk about I'm going to say what I want and you're going to say what you want and we're going to come to a middle agreement. And maybe what we both want aligns really well and there's not a lot of adjustments, but maybe we kind of have to work a little bit harder in situations to really make sure that everybody's feeling loved and appreciated. Premeditated encounters anywhere in the BDSM and kink world are almost always going to be completely premeditated. Almost every single time. 
Are we saying that like you can't just go and have sex that's not premeditated or planned? Absolutely. Wild and spontaneous sex is fucking great. A majority of sex is going to be premeditated in some form of way. And maybe it's, you know, a conversation every now and then that leads up to that great time. Or maybe it's, hey, we have a hot date Thursday night. Let's talk about what's going down. Premeditated can look very differently. It can even be like the Fifty Shades of Grey. Hey, here's your contract. Anal fisting. Check. (laughs) All the things that you're open to. Nipple clamps. Whatever. It might look that way as well. But if you've been curious about getting more into the BDSM world, more into the kink realm, then I'm here to tell you it's going to take consciously becoming aware of the safety that is created in those environments because you are a part of creating that safety. Your presence being there is a part of creating that safe environment and it takes everyone. A lot of the communities that are in the BDSM world or in the kink world are very tight-knit communities and they're not just going to let anybody in. You've got to be consciously aware and what I call consciously kinky. You're aware of how it goes. You know how to practice consent very, very thoroughly you know how to premeditate and pre-negotiate and you're very aware of the rules and following them and making sure that others also have that too because in the end when it comes down to kinky communities and sex parties and these types of places it's all about creating a safe environment where everybody feels loved and appreciated see the theme coming here everybody just wants to feel loved and appreciated so a lot of these environments are amazing because that's what they create And it's fucking magical when you're surrounded by human beings who are all there for similar reasons. And that's to make sure that everyone is feeling loved and safe. And you know, when I say sex parties, a lot of people think extreme. There are sex parties. There are play parties. There are so many different types of those style of parties. There are cuddle parties. There are literally parties where everybody just comes to cuddle. So many different types of things out there. But you have to be consciously aware in the kink realm to be invited to anything like this. And so I definitely have a few guests coming up who I think would love to share their experiences going to sex parties and play parties, different little experiences, dominatrix dungeons, things like that, where they can kind of give examples on how they became more consciously kinky to be in these places and and have and take on these experiences so if you're like I've always wanted to be dominated by a dominatrix and maybe you have these fantasies then it starts here it starts by becoming consciously aware of creating safe environments before you jump sis hang on we gotta like break it down into the little little levels here we gotta break it down into little bite-sized pieces first so let's just talk about why it's so important to have consent why it's so important to have consent on a higher level and that is because there are so many different levels and boundaries you know whenever it comes to play parties specifically there's usually a room or one level of the place that is going to be directly for negotiating and consenting so before you even go in any further into any of any rooms or see anything, any action, no matter what, there's always going to be a room or a place where there is consent going on and negotiating. Whenever you are practicing BDSM or maybe you're getting into some of those fantasies and fetishes that can be, you know, masochism, dealing with pain or inflicting pain or anything like that, 
creating safety is so much more important and it requires heavy levels of consent. This is this is very touchy stuff. But what's awesome about that is creating such a safe container and in safe environment, this is where people are really allowed to explore and really find their truths and turn-ons in a safe space. Because when you're in that safe place, you're gonna be able to open up more, you're gonna be able to explore more, you're gonna be able to find what's good for you. And it also allows yourself to be seen. You know, how many clients and people that I hear say how nice it is to just feel normal for something that they like a lot of the bdsm and kink communities there's no there's no fucking kink shaming you're not gonna have somebody in this type of community that's like oh or like shell shocked you know somebody might be like ooh, or like that's new or like hey or like you know i'm not really into that but dang girl like you get it like that is the type of reaction that you're gonna get whenever you are like hey i have a hand fetish you know there's no kink shaming it's such a nice place to feel valid. And I know that I've worked really hard to create that environment right here on this podcast and in my communities and my followers and my groups and whatnot. We've worked really hard to create that environment. We're still working on it. It's something that you continually have to work on. The more people that we come in, that we invite in, that aren't consciously kink aware, that, you know, are new to the that are new to it all, we kind of have to like break them in and (laughs) we gotta break them in. That is one thing that I love hearing from people and that is to know like hey I thought I was alone my whole life and now I know I'm not the kinky community is a very loving community and you're gonna feel normal normal the dark side isn't the fucking dark side anymore it is not always leather and crops y'all like that's not what bdsm is there's so much more oh that's another stigma you know you can be a total barbie dominatrix if you want and dress in hot fucking pink dress in hot fucking pink and wear your hot pink lipstick for all anyone cares like if that's you, then that's you. Everyone's kink and everyone's fetishes look differently. And there is nothing dark about embracing your sexuality. I think it's so crazy how we've been like given this dark cloud over these areas our whole life. And there's nothing fucking wrong about you embracing all parts of you. There's nothing wrong about you embracing your sexuality. There is nothing wrong about embracing what you truly want to have in your life and what truly brings you pleasure. There's nothing wrong in embracing that. Nothing. So some types of conscious kink that is very highly popular. I want to give you guys just a few examples on this episode of different types of kink that is very highly practiced and that requires to be very aware conscious you know whenever I think of the word conscious that's what I think of is aware you're very aware you're you're knowledgeable in this situation and I'm not saying you have to fucking know everything I'm by any means I'm not saying you have to know everything but in order to set that safety and if you're really interested in getting further into your kinks you know this first one that I'm going to give you guys an example of is a very popular kink and it requires an enormous amount of space holding an enormous amount of safety building so if you're interested in this one in particular, I'm just going to say this is a very, very popular kink and it requires a lot more conscious thoughts going into it to actually practice that. So the first one, and if you know, you know, but um, talking about shibari, shibari is more of the art of rope tying and bondage. And this, yet again, it's very great for This is a great way for doing internal work and building that safety within the body and also releasing, releasing feelings and expressing. Shabari 
If you've never seen pictures is beautiful. Rope tying, the art of rope tying is just so gorgeous. I love it. I have a lot of coaching friends who are into this. I have a lot of clients who are into this and I follow quite a few people on Instagram. Every now and then I'm scrolling through my feed and I just see somebody like beautifully tied in all these knots with rope all over their body, all over their legs. And they're like suspended in the air and they even have like a rope around their hair, like pulling their hair back. Like it's so beautiful. It's such a creative art form. This is a very, I feel like this is a, this is a highly practiced kink. And you have to be consciously aware of the safety, whether you're the tire or whether you're the rope bunny. You know, we call people who like to be restrained and tied rope bunnies. If you've taken the BDSM test, then you probably saw your percent of how much of a rope bunny you are. I love that. That's one of the things I love about the test is it shows how high that kink is for you. So sometimes that kink is a lot higher and then sometimes you might go back like a month later and it's a lot lower because you're changing. And that's why I always say tapping in with your desires and your kinks constantly is so fucking important because humans change so fucking much y'all like we change so much so being consciously aware of how to rope tie and do bondage well there's so many courses and classes and things out there that you can go and take in the coaching world to help explore these areas more um next one I want to talk about is impact play which is another very popular one you know whether that's just doing whether that's you know whether your impact play looks like lightly spanking or maybe it's like with a flogger and you really like to go at it or maybe you like to get the canes and you're more the masochist and you want the fucking pain this is also a kink that requires you to be completely fucking aware of building that safe environment you have to know how to flog there is a specific way to flog someone and there are specific places that you flog them at <laughs> you know when you're flogging someone you're paying attention to specific areas you're avoiding specific areas this requires to be consciously aware of how to flog getting into more of like sensual play with like wax play or maybe you know on that masochist side you're 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 dabbling into pain you know i feel like this one also requires you to be very highly aware of how to practice and that is more of the psychological kinks and psychological kinks are a lot of the time like more of the it's more of the mind buildup so you know a psychological kink could be while you when you're in a scene and you tell your partner to spread their legs and keep them spread it's more of the psychological play or maybe you're in a kink scene and the psychological play is telling your partner that they have so much amount of time before they orgasm or climax setting the tone beforehand for this you know making sure that you're you're not crossing any boundaries with your partner and that you're also speaking to what they want. Somebody who is more psychological kinky has a lot of shame usually because a lot of the time it's hard for it and I can I can speak for them because I am one. I'm very psychological kinky kinky psychological a lot of the time it's really hard to express our desires and express our kinks because we can't really tell you because sometimes it's really hard to pinpoint them and I feel like it's one of those things that you just like you get it you get it or you don't but psychological kink can definitely help in creating more awareness and connection with your body and just really being present I think part of the reason why 
I like it so much is because it gives me time to be more connected with my body. A lot of the time I can be in my own head. And so whenever I have this psychological play, it's just very stimulating. The last type of highly practiced kink that I want to mention is tantric sex. And tantric sex is best described as lovemaking that makes you feel very, very connected, aligned, and usually has massive, massive power and devotion behind it. So fusing together your sexual energy, your passion, your desires, it's tantric sex is merging all of these things into one. And some of the work that I do dabbles into a little bit of tantric sex, but I'm definitely not a tantric practitioner by any means, but merging on a deeper level with your spirit and aligning your your sexuality, your passion, your energy all together. It's also more of like a lifestyle too with just by practicing a sense of goodness in your life, which I feel like I definitely I definitely put that in. So there's so many different types of kinks out there that are practiced and each one of them is going to look a lot differently. And I encourage you to focus in on what are your top ones? You know, there's so many out there. Maybe you're like, Sarah, oh my gosh, you've talked about so many different things I want to explore. You need to really narrow it down to like, what are your top two? And then dive into those. And what does that look like? You know, maybe you have the kink of the rope bunny and you want to be tied up. What does that look like for you? Do you want to be just tied to a chair? Or do you want to be fully get to the point where you're like suspended in the air with ropes covering your body and pulling your hair? Like what does that look like to you? Explore that area and see what it actually is going to be. And maybe you're like, Sierra, all I want to do is be handcuffed to a chair. That's great. Focus on that. You don't have to have all these crazy You don't have to have bigger expectations. You don't have to have expectations at all. You can just say, hey, you know what? I just want to try these handcuffs once and see how it goes. And we'll see what we want to do from there. Starting with those communication pillars, starting with education and becoming consciously aware of how to create the safe environment, no matter what type of scene you're in, no matter what type of kink you're performing, establishing that safety pillar first and then just building off of that. So before I leave you, I'm going to give you guys five tips on how to practice conscious kink. I know we've talked a lot about consent communication, negotiating, of course. I also want to mention having a safe word. I've talked about this so many times before, but it's absolutely necessary. Establishing a safe word beforehand. You know, I like to use the example of having a word where one, all actions will stop. So like when I say this word, literally everything ceases to stop right then and there. And then I also recommend having a word that's like, hey, I'm reaching my limit, like slow down or decrease. Like, so maybe like when you use this word, this is the word that you use whenever you're like, hey, we need to like just take it down a few notches. That's how I like to describe. So maybe your code word for that is yellow, which means slow. So hey, you're fucking me really hard. Yellow, like slow it down just a bit for whatever reason. Having those communicative words for using during sex, during scenes, during anything like that is great because it's not going to kill the mood whenever you're like stop you know like it's really hard to fucking get back in the mood when your partner's like holy shit stop like whatever that looks like using those little safe words it's going to be easy to keep there in the mood tip number three fill out the will want want list so this will show you how this will show you what kinks align with your partners so one of the sex coaches that i trained with created this list it is the will want won't so there's so many different things that you go through literally it'll probably take like 30 minutes for you to fill it out but it's so worth it so 
It is so, so worth it. So your partner will go through and check mark all the things that they will do, they won't do, and that they could do if, you know, your partner wanted to do it. Maybe, yeah, they'd, they'd do it. Like, they're willing. So the will, want, won't. And then you will go through and fill out and check mark all the little boxes of the things that you will do. Now, what's great about this list is there is literally everything that you could possibly imagine. Every single kind of kink that you could think of and things that you've probably never even heard of on this list, all right? That's why it's such a great list because it will show you what you want to do, what your partner wants to do. It'll show you what you and your partner are interested in doing. Maybe you've never done it, but you're like willing to do it. And then it's also going to show you your fuck no's. Things that you do not want to do and things that your partner's like, nope, that's a hard no for me. Like pegging, nope. Or like or like golden showers, hard no. Like whatever that looks like, you're going to see your limits. And this is going to give you a great place to start exploring areas you might not have known you've been open to. You know, I find that a lot of times when people do this, they're like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that we both had that kink. And now we do. Now we know. It's about to get, it's about to get kinky up in here. So fill out the will, want, won't list to see which kinks align with. This is a great way to start practicing conscious kink because you're becoming more aware. You're learning more about different types of play. You're learning more about what you're interested in. Number four is rack. <laughs> Number four is what we call the RAC, which is risk aware. All partners are very informed of the risk involved in whatever proposed activities. So if you are doing a play that involves spitting, then everyone is informed that spitting can cause the transfer of certain STIs and STDs. So making sure that everyone is very well informed, you know, risk aware, whatever type of play that it looks like you are doing, everyone is well informed of any types of risks. You think, oh, all this stuff is talked about or, oh, I didn't even think about that. Number five, the last and final way that you can start practicing conscious kink, and this is my favorite one, is aftercare. So knowing how you can best support your partner after practicing any form of kink, whether it's vaginal sex, whether it's a flogging or bondage scene, you have to make time for aftercare and you have to make time for after whatever it is to hold space for your partner and have that coming down time. This is so, so, so important. You know, we call sex sacred energy exchange and whether you're practicing kink, sex, no matter what type of sex it is, you have to have that coming down time. And especially if you are practicing BDSM and you just did a hardcore flogging session for the past like 10, 15 minutes, you're going to have to have aftercare after that. And sometimes aftercare is cuddling with sex. Sometimes aftercare is cuddling. You know, sometimes after BDSM care, that's going to look like ice packs. <laughs> Everyone's going to look different. But aftercare is so fucking important no matter what type of sex you are having. Kinky, vanilla, does not matter. When you are having a sacred energy exchange and you are opening up yourself, your partner, that energy, that wonderful, sexual, intimate, vulnerable exchange, you have to have time to zip your partner back up and zip yourself back up. So whether that's napping and cuddling or getting an ice pack for your partner or rubbing some CBD massage muscle rub on them because you flogged them a little too hard. Like whatever that looks like, and they loved it by the way, whatever that looks like, it could be different for everyone, but I hope this gives you a little insight on how to be consciously kinky. I love talking about this. You'll see so much more of this on my Instagram. If you haven't yet, please go follow me on Instagram. It's inspired by Sierra, S-I-E-R-R-A. Also, the Unchained Sex Cast, S-E-X-C-A-S-T, 
on Instagram. You're going to get so much more content. I have some exciting stuff coming for you guys. So you always know I got that good, good coming down for you. If you need more of this podcast, though, if one episode a week is not enough for you, then make sure you're on my email list because I send an email every single episode release with bonus content. You're going to get a little bit of reading time in and have me right in your inbox. So whenever you're like, what was that thing that Sierra said about aftercare? You can just go search your email and it's going to be right there. I love, love, love. That's that's me, by the way. If I, I'm the one with all the emails for years and years and years, I have kept them all. But I love it. It gives you bonus content. It gives you access to knowledge and that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you and be that support system. I'm also that judgment-free zone so if you just need a fellow kink friend to be like hey it's cool to not feel ashamed about this around you. The dark side is not the dark side anymore my friends. My fellow kinky friends you are safe in this space. This will always be a welcoming judgment-free zone for your kinks, your desires, your turn-ons, and we're here to explore. We're here to explore together in a safe environment. Thank you so much for listening to the Unchained Sex Cast. For more, please follow us on Instagram under the Unchained Sex Cast or my coaching page, Inspired by Sierra. If you feel inclined, please feel free to share us with your friends. This is not a sponsored podcast. So it is by word of mouth. If you liked us, loved us, wanted to review us, please take a second and do so. And we would super appreciate it to help us organically grow. Thanks again for catching the Unchained Sex Cast. We'll see you on our next episode.